Well, hello, this is Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Chris Levine. Thanks so much for coming on board this time around. We once again have a really nice subject for you. I think it'll be a fun one. I'll give you a hint as to the theme. There was a song about our subject by the singer Lloyd Price in 1959. And he made it clear in the lyrics that in her walk, she had this. In her talk, she had this. In her smile, she had it. In her charm and in her love, his girl had the subject we are talking about today. What is it? Personality. Today, we're going to be talking about not just personality, but personality testing. Have you ever done one? Let me ask if you have. Was it accurate in your case? Mostly accurate? Not accurate at all? Which one did you do? Where did you find one to try? Well, let's see how all this stuff works. Now, first off, I can tell you that in my own personal case, I've done a lot of these. And the personality tests that I've taken have been dead on. Uh, I answered the questions honestly, and the description of the personality type is 100% completely me. I even read the personality summary out loud to others who I'm close to, and they all agreed that that was me. And here's the thing that I find the most compelling about this. I took the same test in my teens, in my 20s, in my 30s, and now pushing 50, and the result has always been the same. Now, I feel I've changed But again, when I answer the questions honestly at my core, I still am the same person. I still have the same personality. And to me, that kind of gives it a little bit of credibility. So so what kind of tests are we talking about? Well, there's one major one. In a nutshell, there are 16 personalities that were created by Catherine Cook Briggs and her daughter, Isabel Briggs Myers. And these are designed to test your personality type and to find your strengths. Some people swear by this. They just are completely 100% sure that these work. Others, like what was written in the book, Personality and the Fate of Organizations. Others view the Briggs-Myers test as little more than a message that you'd get in a fortune cookie at a Chinese restaurant. The point being, Some people like it, but many psychologists hate it. They hate this thing. Now, I can only tell you this. I personally loved taking it. And in my case, like I said, it was right. So I have no complaints. I also feel that if it does work, people may be more apt to try this for free online than to see a psychologist not for free over an expensive period of time to get what could be the same information. So the argument then is this, in many cases, why not just try this? So even if the equivalent is kind of like reading the cliff notes instead of the entire book, 
you will to some degree still learn about the story your story so while it's not the same as as clinical therapy i think it does a great thing for those who would never go to therapy under pretty much any circumstances but here's the thing therapy as a word in itself is so flexible and so relative therapy really is relative it's like the word perfect maybe your idea of the perfect dinner would involve a steak or a really good glass of wine maybe to you that just sounds perfect but if you were a newborn baby would steak and wine be the perfect meal for you no so perfection is relative i feel personally that therapy is relative too think of it this way a psychologist provides therapy absolutely no question that it's a good thing but so does a lap dog it's funny i initially was going to shy away from describing this podcast as therapy because i'm not a doctor but who's to say that it isn't therapy see again if it helps you and you feel better why isn't it therapy so it's all relative and furthering that logic, who's to say that the Briggs-Myers test isn't therapeutic either? You know, there's an old movie that tackles this to some degree. Not exactly a personality test, but kind of this subject in general. Have you ever heard of the 1962 film called David and Lisa? Uh, here's the plot. Uh, an obsessive-compulsive young man and a schizophrenic young woman develop feelings for each other while they're both institutionalized. But here's why I bring this film up. According to the website Taste of Cinema, it says this, David and Lisa is not a film about mental illness being healed or changed through professional psychiatry. It's a film about growing internally simply due to someone else, another person, a relationship. That person, Lisa, who intrigues David so much, makes him question his own actions and engage in an awareness process, which very much makes him a better person. So while the medical building facilitated the possibility of both of those two people meeting in this movie, the actual therapy came from an unskilled other person who had no idea that she was being therapeutic. Which brings me back to the fact that the term therapy is relative. But let's get back to personality tests. Now, according to the test, the personality description that I have maintained for decades, which, by the way, is what's called an INFJ personality, which stands for introverted, intuitive, feeling, and judging, is supposed to be held by only 2% of the population with only 2% of women being INFJ personalities and only 1% of men in the entire population being an INFJ personality. That means that in the world, these are the only people that have this personality type. Now, my only slight concern is this. I have met many men and women who have gotten this exact same result too. Now, did I stumble upon the 2%? Or is it that I'm drawn to these kinds of people? Now, who knows? 
and am I honestly that different than almost all other humans on the face of this earth? I, I most of the time feel like I am to some degree, but that's just the embracing the concept of coolness of being different. I mean, is it really that or is it is it really me? Yeah, that's a fair question. Now, my personality type, according to the test, is defined as an advocate. They say that people with the personality type of advocate, which I'm supposed to have, tend to have deeply held beliefs, and their conviction often shines through what they speak about or write about when it comes to subjects that matter to them. Like, for example, they may be compelled to put out a podcast specifically to try to make others feel better about themselves. According to type, advocates can be compelling and inspiring communicators with their idealism persuading even the hardest of skeptics. It also mentions that people with this personality type can become extremely defensive in the face of criticism and conflict, particularly when it comes to issues that are near to their hearts. It closes by saying, finally, advocates inadvertently hold themselves back or create distance in relationships. Now, this is just a partial definition here, but hello, that's me. That's all me. It will be interesting in a few years to take this again in my 50s and see if it stays the same for yet another decade. Now, like I mentioned before, though, I answered the questions honestly. You see, the only way this test could be accurate on any level is if you honestly answer the questions. For example, they may there may be a trait that, that you don't like about yourself. Well, if you don't admit to it on the test, don't be surprised if the personality that it assigns you when it comes back sounds completely wrong. So, so let's sum this one up. Should you take the test? Should you take a personality test? Well, here's my thought on the subject. Why not? It's fun especially when you take it and share it with others. One caution, though, it, like most things, is fallible. So if the test tells you that you have a trait, you don't have to live it down. You don't have to live it up. Don't let this one-size-fits-most test define you. Just enjoy it for what it is, an interesting exercise that may be helpful for you. So where then can you find one of these tests to try? Well, there are fun ones out there that are just silly, like, you know, which movie character are you? Are, are you more of a Han Solo, a Darth Vader, or a Yoda? That kind of thing. Now, those are just fun time wasters and such. Like Chick Hearn used to say at Laker games, no harm, no foul, no ambulance. But, but there are also tests run by companies to determine if you need therapy and they are labeled as personality tests too. Now, I'm not always a huge believer in that. It's almost like this. If a company pays to be the largest ad in the newspaper, it's not necessarily the largest ad in the newspaper because the newspaper itself is endorsing it. They paid for that ad. So if something promoted by doctors is debating whether you should go see the doctor, the answer is almost always going to be yes. It's a business strategy, basically. 
Like when you get off a ride at a theme park and the exit dumps you in a related themed gift shop. I would say to not look too seriously at personality tests that are designed to essentially sell you a product because there's an end game or at least take them with a grain of salt if you look at them for entertainment purposes. But for my money, the best and easiest one online that I have found is at a site called 16personalities.com. That's the number 16 and the word personalities.com. It's user-friendly, it adheres strongly to Briggs-Myers, and it gives pretty comprehensive, though very easily readable summaries. So why not give it a shot? Give it a try. And check this out. If you want to send me your results, I'd love to share them on a future podcast with your permission. See what kind of personalities the listeners of Refresher have. Uh, let's hear what you came up with. And, and just for the record, no, they don't sponsor me or vice versa. Just personally, I had a nice experience there, so I'm passing it along. In the meantime, maybe we can close with this this time around. Remember, we all can grow, we all can improve, we all can refine, and we all can change things about ourselves that we don't like. That's not up to a test result. That's up to us. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to accompany the festivities. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast personality tests taste the rainbow playlist you can find it really easily on spotify just type in refresher podcast dash personality tests taste the rainbow and we are off song number one is miss shapes by pulp song number two is am i wrong now this is by a band called love spit love if you feel you've heard this band before, but not by that name, or you've heard the voice before, it's because it's the same vocalist from the Psychedelic Furs, uh, Richard Butler. So Love My Way, The Ghost in You, all those songs, those great songs, it's the same singer, Richard Butler. And this is a wonderful song, uh, Am I Wrong by Love Spit Love. Number three, 1,000 Answers by The Hives. Number four. Destination Unknown by Missing Persons. The musicianship in this band, especially the drummer, is absolutely excellent. Number five, Identity by X-Ray Specs. Number six, Finding Out by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Number seven, Mirror People by Love and Rockets. You want to hear something funny? Well, these guys were part of the band Bauhaus, as you probably know, before Love and Rockets. Some of them were. Really dark, goth band. But when I interviewed David J., who was in both bands, he was so not dark. <laughs> he was really accessible and relatable, and he actually doesn't like the goth label. He had a great sense of humor. It's funny. He said the best thing about releasing a solo album instead of a band album is that with a solo album, you get in less fights, which I thought was funny. Song number eight, The Only One I Know by The Charlatans, or you may find them as The Charlatans UK. Number nine, 
Guess Who by Alabama Shakes. Uh, their drummer was kind enough to grant me an interview years ago, too. That's Guess Who by Alabama Shakes. And number 10, Show Your Hand by Super Furry Animals. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Personality Tests Taste the Rainbow. And for a sneak preview, guys, next time around, we have an awesome episode ready to go where we're going to talk about the phenomenon known as change blindness. It's super interesting. So stay tuned. Now, on behalf of the Refresher podcast, I got to tell you, you are the salt of the earth out there. Uh, if you would like to help keep this little show stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link on Spotify under the episode description. It gives you the option of contributing either $0.99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. If you're so inclined, please do. But I say this every week, and I mean this every week. Whether you do or don't, I'm just happy you're here, and I hope our time together helps to keep you company, entertain you, maybe right or wrong, or fill a void for you. We are growing in listenership. And you have absolutely everything to do with that. I don't do any external advertising. It's it's happening through word of mouth, and that's because of you guys. If you think you if you think you know someone who might like our program that's never heard about it, please pass it along. Thanks so much for everything. Yeah, another podcast of note is the Managing Expectations podcast, featuring my friends Jeff and Brian. Uh, check it out on Spotify. Uh, they are obviously very good friends, and that comes across in their banter. They also tackle interesting subjects that are going to challenge you a little bit because they're not always uh, cookie-cutter subjects that you'd hear in the news. Uh, they make some pretty obscure references, and it's pretty interesting to learn. Uh, so, so I suggest to check out the Managing Expectations podcast on Spotify. It's a great listen. And also... There is the 7208 podcast on Spotify as well, where my son Harrison and I tackle pop culture multi-generationally. That is the 7208 podcast on Spotify, and Harrison is a happifying cat. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by John Villafuerte. That's going to do it. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember that there's a big, huge difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.